0: Okay, so I need your help. Let's get into this. I I wrote my scriptures down, but I forgot to put what it was. And I know it's in Luke. So it's um, Luke, I don't know the chapter, but verse 21, I didn't write it down. So it's, (laughs) we're talking about the genealogy of Jesus. Is that one? It's not one, I don't think it's one. Help me. Mm Hmm. So I'll start talking a little bit, and when you find it, holler back at me. Yeah, I think it's 13. I want to share this morning about something that I believe is going to lead us into um, a new series of teachings because I told you last week was not a series. It was an installment for that week. But I have been listening to the Lord. I have been hearing just the state of our house even and my life and the life of many that are connected to us. And I believe one of the major concerns in the body of Christ that is the root of many of our issues is this thing regarding sonship. Um, how many of you in this room, if you're okay with raising your hand after I ask a question, you can do so but you either were not, you either do not know your father, never knew your father, um, knew your father, but your relationship was pretty much estranged. Your father have went on to be with the Lord, but even while on earth you never really got to connect as you wanted to with him. Um, How many of you even now knowing your father have tremendous father, daughter, father, son issues. If you're okay, would raise your hand. Can you do that for me, please? Look around the room. Look around the room. Put your hands down, thank you. This is the root, I believe, of most of our societal issues. It is often suppressed. It is often looked at as it is what it is. And I tell you, when you wrap something with it is what it is, that's a band-aid. And we're going to talk today not about even the natural position, but God as our Father. I need you to understand what I'm talking about here. Did you find it? Luke, Luke 3. There you go. Yep. Luke chapter 3, turn there and go to verse 21. I believe that even if if you don't understand this, you can't really even understand Christianity. That's why some of us, or most of us at times, struggle with our walk with God because we're walking with a God that we can't really see as father. You say, "Ah, that's my father. We sing songs. He's a good, good father. We really can't embrace him as our father because if, if 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 you have not had God's intent for relationship with a natural father it's hard for you to embrace this man upstairs as we call him as a father a provider of you know loving kind that kind of thing but if you look through the genealogy of Jesus here in Luke chapter 3 verse 21 now when all the people were baptized it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying the heaven was open and the holy ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven a audible voice came from heaven which said thou art my beloved son in thee i am well pleased an audible voice came from heaven to affirm jesus who hadn't even done anything yet. Because that's what a father does. A father doesn't wait for you to accomplish. He affirms because he's a father. And then it says in Jesus himself, um, to be about 30 years of age, um, being as he was supposed, the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. And if you go all the way down, it takes you through the whole genealogy. Then it gets down to verse number 38, drop down to verse number 38. And it says, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. So in Genesis 2, God didn't just make a man, God made a son. And he breathed into his son um, the breath of life, the rock of God. Um, It means he spoke in his face. He breathed life into him. Why write this down? Because he wanted a family. And when Adam opened his eyes, he didn't open his eyes and see just this being, this, this sovereign being that you can't touch. He opened his eyes to see a loving father kind and just and caring a teaching father and that's why i know one of the major issues in the body is sonship not lacking earthly spiritual fathers but the lack of a connection with god our father which leaves us looking to man for something that should come from god god gave adam dominion and he gave him responsibility he gave him discernment adam had the dna of his father and then god gave him a helper God gave him a woman, God gave him a wife, and then God told them, go, go there, go to Genesis 2, because some of y'all are looking at me. Genesis chapter 2, are y'all still here? Yes, Genesis 2 verse 7, let's start with verse 7, I'll walk you through it, I don't have it in my notes, so I got it. I'm relying on you up a room. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils, he spoke in his face the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Drop down to verse 15. Verse 15. Look at verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and then he put him in the garden of Eden. He put him there with responsibility. He gave him a job to dress it and to keep it. Look at verse number 16. Um. And, and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Verse number 17, roll with me. But of the truth of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. It was God's idea because the whole goal of God was to create family. I will make him. I will make him. I will create for him. I will make a presentation for him. A help meet. Verse 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Verse 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, but for Adam, but for Adam, there was not found any help meet for him, which means Adam was looking, but he didn't find anything for him. So he had named the giraffe and the gorilla and the apes and the monkeys and the chickens. And he says, ain't none of this for me. In verse number 22. um, And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, a man with the womb and brought her unto the man. Verse number 23. And Adam said, this is now who said Adam, right? Adam said, not God, Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woe man because she was taken out of man. So Adam was set up in the garden of Eden. Everything he needed was there. God told them to be fruitful and to multiply. See, the the heart of God, the love of God did not just manifest through Jesus, but was there from the beginning. Now go to Isaiah 14. Because this creation of Adam, look at this very carefully. This creation of Adam angered Satan. He, it, it, Satan was mad when he saw him creating Adam in the garden. Let's look at why. Isaiah 14. Because Isaiah prophesied regarding Satan. Isaiah 14 verse number 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And in Luke chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus said, and I saw Satan fall like lightning. So Satan becomes the first orphan. Satan sees God creating this family in the garden. He was furious. And so he came in the garden with the intent to break up family. And he's been breaking up family ever since. So Adam now commits high treason. He sins. He turns over the authority that was given to him to Satan. Now, Satan, the God of this world, the world that we live in, now he's running stuff. That's so why the Bible says we were translated out of darkness into, out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son because Adam turned it over to him. High treason. Put out the garden. Put out. Put out. He was put out. He betrayed. He was disloyal. He was cast out of the garden. Put out the house. Separated from the father. And in comes the fractured, flawed, dysfunctional family and horrific things have been happening in the family ever since. It started with father issues. Go to Galatians chapter 4. I need you to hear me. We are, I like the song y'all sing this morning. Because we are children of God. I don't know if we really can grab that. God is our father. He's our our father. So in the spirit realm, we're all sisters and brothers because we have the same father. He is our father and what we have been looking for in earthen vessels, we got to get it from him. In this room right now is a room full of anointed broken people because somewhere God's intent affected you his original intent didn't happen for you or happened wrong come on let's talk about it up in here and so we come we grow we get married we have children and we think because we're growing in age things are getting better and things are falling off no 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 it's still there Look at Galatians chapter 4. Can I set this up for you? Verse 5 in the New Living Translation. Say, I am a son of God. I am a son of God. Even if you're a woman, I'm a son of God. Son of God. Say, God is my father. And he loves me. Come on, say it. He accepts, me. He, accepts me. He me. he wants the best for me. Galatians 4, 5. God sent him to buy freedom for us. Who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Romans 8. Go to Romans chapter 8. Verse number 14. King James Version. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry our father to adopt to adopt someone is to make that person a legal son or daughter. I don't care where you came from, I don't care what your name was or is. If, if I go through the process of adoption, I am making you my legal son and daughter. We were in the kingdom of darkness. Satan was our daddy. On the scene came Jesus with a plan of redemption. He bought us back. He paid the high price for us. He legally adopted us as his children. Now we are the sons and daughters of God. God is our father. He brought us out of the kingdom of darkness and placed us in the kingdom of his dear son. We're no longer in darkness. We're in light now and God is our father and he's not just our father, but he's a good father and he's not good because we've been so good. He's good because he's good. And some of y'all are looking at me because you can't, you can't figure that out. How can this God, first of all, wh- what the heck you mean he's my father? Well, why didn't he fix my real one? Why did my dad have to be a, a, a drug addict or a drug dealer or die early or, or didn't want me or gave me up? Why did my father not marry my mama? Why didn't he fix this if he's a good father? Right. Inquiring minds want to know, right? Can I answer that for you? You want the real answer? I said you want the real answer. I, the real answer. Yes. I don't know. See, you'd rather be conned with some made-up revelation and somebody said, listen, I, I don't know. He's your father. Ask him what happened with that. I gotta ask him about what happened with mine and my family. What's, I don't know. I don't know why your daddy was on drugs. I don't know. I ain't trying to make up nothing to tell you either. See, this is real. See, y'all, somebody look, why, you, ain't you supposed to tell, have all the answers? No, I ain't. That's God. And if you're say you got all the answers, something ain't right. I don't know. I have questions too. I do. Why did I ever meet my grandfather? I don't know. I never even met my father. I don't know why that happened. My father didn't want me. I don't know. I do know that there was never the intent of God, but because of what happened in the garden, everything got off track. And since then, see, this is the reason why Jesus came. Jesus didn't come to get us to heaven. Jesus came to get us back to Eden. Back to Genesis one, God's intent. Which means although you were in darkness and you were acting a fool and you were on drugs and you had sexual identities issues and all this stuff, once you got born again, Bible says you're a new creation. You're a new species of being that never existed before. Now you renew your mind and you go back to eating to what God originally intended with your family and with your money and with your body and with your husband and with your wife and with your children. If not, you're just doing church in the earth till heaven comes. Heaven is a result of you leaving your body. It's a result of born-again believers leaving their body. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You got to go somewhere. You can't live here without a body. Because this ain't me. You can't see the real me. This is the house that I live in. And you got up this morning and you put on makeup on your house. You comb the hair on your house. You put on nice clothes on your house. Some of us got big houses. Some of us got little houses. Some of us got tall houses. Some of us got short houses. But that's not you. Because when you, when this body, this house ceases to exist, you have to go somewhere. When this body ceases to exist in the earth, we put it in a coffin, in a casket. We said farewell to the shale. That's why they call it the remains. Because as soon as you breathe your last breath, you out of here. You take flight. So Jesus came. I need you to write that down. To get us back to Eden. Galatians, Galatians, are y'all still here? I said, are you still here? The point of this message is that we Come a little closer to seeing him as father. Now, this is going to open up doors to a lot of the teachings here because, because I believe this is one of our major struggles in the body of Christ, in the world at large. Look at all the hands that went up when I first talked about that. If that's a natural problem, it's got to come over and be a spiritual problem. Because if, if you have a problem with your natural dad, some of y'all have been shouting for 30 years, some of y'all father has gone on to be with the Lord and you've not released them. I talk to people and they blow up in 30 seconds because they're filled with rage. And it's justified rage because no child was meant not to have their father there. It was meant that Adam and Eve make the children and Adam and Eve raise them. Again, all that got off whack in the garden. But the grace of God is still sufficient. So whether you're a single mother, whether both people in the home or not in the home, or grandma had to raise them, or aunt, they lived with aunt for three years, God's grace is sufficient because he's forever committed to the success of his children. He doesn't want you going on and off and in and out and living the crappy life I came that you may have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows, even with all of the dysfunction. You, you raise your hand if you have never in your life seen dysfunction. I'll wait. Raise your hand. My family has no dysfunction. Raise your hand. It's in the earth. It started It started in Genesis. Who, who was it? Cain killed his brother? That's, 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 that's chapter number four. We already got murder in the family. This is why even in the body of Christ, we don't know how to deal with each other. We have no clue. We don't know how. We deal with each other based on us. So we struggle with being loyal. We struggle with being honest. We struggle with how to help those that have fallen. We struggle with seeing your humanity because we feel like I don't have any dysfunction and we all do. I wish I had known my grandfather more. I wish I had known my grandmother more. On my father's side, I didn't get to do that. I saw them here and there when I saw them. And so I weep. Like a babe when they die, because I never got to spend time with them. We all and I don't know what happened and why and this and that, because it's all layers of dysfunction. And we and if if you learn people's stories, you will pray for them more. You'll understand them more. But but if you only see me from the outside and what I did to you or what you heard about me, you cannot embrace people. So that's why that's why the body of Christ has the biggest casualty in the organi- in organizations. Because we shoot our wounded. Yeah. Yeah. Friendly fire. Yes. We pull our sword on each other. Yeah. Look at Galatians. We're going to talk about this. I said we're going to talk about this. Yeah. And then you ask your father to be something for you that he didn't get. And it just goes, it just trickles down. And here's what we blanket the statement with. We, all, we just need to get it together. Well, it ain't that simple. Y'all quiet up in there. Just just get it together. How do I get it together? Granddaddy wasn't enough for daddy. Daddy wasn't enough for me. I just have three kids. I ain't there for them. How do I get it together? You come in these kinds of settings. You get teaching. On top of the teaching. Here, but I want to hear this word in the body, of Christ. You get counsel. You mean I can't just pray and lay on the floor? No. You need to go sit with somebody. Some of us. I said, here, I'm 45 and I'm angry, and I punch walls every week and I cuss out all my bosses because I'm mad. He said, what you mad at? I don't even know. Let's find out what you're mad at. Let's find out why you run through traffic lights and flip off cars. Why, why are you so angry? Y'all quiet up in here. There's a sonship issue. And so we grew up in a religious church and religious church that just gets you a spiritual father. They ain't always ask either. You should have one. But most spiritual fathers ain't been spiritually fathered either. So everybody's been put in a position to give what they ain't got. We don't want to talk about this. We, just want to, we, just want, we, we, we want to embrace the spirit of the orphan that always blames and always offended. And I was looking for somebody else to be the problem. We're going to cut that off in this area. We're going to cut that off and get us to a place of freedom. Because sonship is me knowing who I am and me seeing myself as God sees me. Most of our anger is with ourselves because we don't see ourselves as God sees us. Now You put money on the shell. You dressing up the shell, but that inner, that thing is like help. Come on here, come on Galatians. <gasps> G- said this said Jesus came, Jesus came to, get back to, Eden. to get us back to Eden, not to get us in heaven. He wants heaven in us, so we can fulfill His main kingdom purpose. You know what his main kingdom purpose is? You know what his main kingdom purpose is? You know what his main kingdom purpose is? is? It ain't prophecy. It ain't the 15 gifts. It is family. I lost half the church. If he can get us back to his intent for family, then we can change the world. It's family. That's why he created Adam. He wanted family. He tells us in Malachi, the purpose of even one of the main purpose of marriage is so you can come together and produce godly children because he wants family. He wants family because family is the foundation of society. That's why there's so much attack on families. You scroll through just your Facebook alone and you can see who was just married two weeks ago. Now they divorced or who was married last year. Now they got a new wife or a new husband. It's like because there's an attack on family and if you don't realize that the attack is not each other but it's a devil that's been in the guard ever since. He was mad. He was mad. He said, how dare? Because I was the anointed cherub that covered. And you kicked me out. Now you're going to make another man? So he came in on purpose Al to uncover Adam and Eve and he's been uncovering believers ever since and that's how you know if you have an orphan spirit because you're always in an attempt to uncover somebody. Because you want nobody to to be better than you or climb higher than you or get picked before you. That's an orphan mentality. even when you go to adoption processes which we're doing right now they don't bring, you know, movies. movie show you bring out all the kids and you walk down and you pick one they don't do that in real life, that's dangerous to the kids I mean how many times can you stand there and not get picked that's movies you don't see them kids to the last process, the last stage of the game they teach you how to deal with these children how to raise these children can you handle these children but these children are jacked up. And somebody said, Yeah, they show us, and we are too. And that's what happened in our marriages. We got married and we didn't realize, oh, you jacked up. Oh, I'm jacked up. Then we brought kids into it, and oh, we all jacked up. Because kids didn't ask to come into a jacked up environment. They didn't. Kids have no clue of nothing unless you let them know. You can be broke as a skunk and they wouldn't know. All in, I want McDonald's and I want it right now. We going on vacation? Where we staying at? what we flying? They don't care about if you got laid off, if you got, they don't care about none of that. So the Bible says to tell us to be as little children. So he jacked up. And the orphan spirit always wants to be picked. And if they're not picked, problem but that only comes when you don't see yourself as God sees you are y'all here yeah. Yeah. Jesus write this down Jesus came to fix the family Jesus wants his family back go to Colossians I got you in Galatians I ain't got time go to Colossians Hmm. Jesus lived. The Bible says he was fully God and he was fully man. But he lived, he laid aside his Godhead abilities and lived here as a man. So he lived as a man understanding his identity as a son and God being his father. That's why, and he's not, that's why when he said teach us to pray, he didn't say my father who art in heaven. He said, our father. Because he's all of our fathers. That's why in some parts of scripture, Jesus refers to himself as our elder brother. Because we all share the same father. And look at the relationship between Jesus and the father. That's how ours should be. We try to make that relationship with mentors, spiritual fathers, pastors, prophets, my good girlfriend, my prayer warrior, you know, my, all this, my benefit, all that. That's great. And you should have that. But you should not be going to them before you go to your father. You can come and sit. I ask a couple questions. Did you ask God? Did you talk to God? Because he's trying to build this with us. He's trying to get us to see ourselves as he sees us. Because that's the only reason you're going to be able to advance and and benefit this life in Christ as he wanted until you see yourself like he sees us. Colossians, Colossians, y'all quiet up in here. Verse 21, this includes in the NLT of the room, Colossians 1, 21. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies. You were separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. You were his enemies. You were his enemies. This part in that song says, says, what's that part? I'm yours and what's that song? Y'all were singing that song. I'm chosen, chosen, not forsaken. I am, am, and what's the other part? Somebody, there's a place for me. You are for me. Stop. You are for me, not against me. Take that in for a minute. Take that in for a minute. Because the enemy's still walking through your garden trying to convince you that he's not for you. He says, I am for you. I'm not against you. Well, God, you got to be against me because I, I did some stuff against you. I don't know how to even do that. My name is faithful. I, I, I don't have love. I am. Are you listening to me? Okay, you were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in this physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. This is how God sees us. This, this does not mean that we don't make mistakes. It means God sees us through his son's blood. See, we get too religious and not really see this stuff for what it is. When God looks at you, he sees you through the blood. That's why he can say you are completely righteous. You stand complete in him because he sees you through the blood. But you must continue to believe this truth. And stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world. And I, Paul, Paul says, I have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. The more you know, write this down, the more you know who you are, 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 the more you, know who you, are, the more you see yourself as God sees you, the more you stop running from chaos and you start running to it because Christians have been on the run for too long. Most, most, here is how most of our conversations go season by season. Hey, how you doing, Brother Stacy? I'm good, man. Just, just trying to get through, just getting back, just believing God, just pray for me about this and pray about this and it's going on with my, my wife, it's going on with my son, I'm trying to get this money for over here and just believe God and devil busy, man. Just, that's our conversation all the time. And not, well, bless God, I'm a son of God. And I know this is going on, but I'm an overcomer in Jesus' name. And we run into the fire because we're anointed for trouble, for our own trouble and the trouble of those that are connected to us. Y'all got see, y'all ain't y'all don't even buy that. Say I'm anointed for trouble. You know you are. That's why your family calling you when something go wrong. they don't want to give you credit for being spiritual or normal, but when some go on, they call you, don't they? I don't care if it's about somebody being sick or somebody needing a ride or a potato salad, the potatoes are going bad, they call you. And you keep saying, why am I calling me? If mama got four of the kids, why y'all calling me? Because the grace on your life, you don't even realize how anointed you are for trouble. And you keep saying, leave me alone. No, don't leave you alone. Go in there and set order. Go in there and speak life. Go in there with solutions. But when you see yourself as woe as me, and I'm just trying to make it, I'm trying to climb this mountain. Like a guy told me at Jew yesterday. He says, hey, brother, how are you? I said, I'm great. Yeah, man, I mean, if I didn't have good, bad luck, I would have no luck. That's your plot, man. That ain't got nothing to do with me. First of all, I ain't got no luck. That's the first thing. I'm blessed. Even if I don't look like it, I'm blessed. I'm blessed coming and going. I'm blessed up and down. I'm blessed in and out. And no weapon formed against me and my family shall ever prosper. And God is forever trying to increase me and my family more and more. He's committed to my success. Because I'm his son and what father doesn't do good things for his children? You got to see it like that. Look at your kids and they ask for stuff and they don't need it. And sometimes you can't even afford it, but you try to get it for them because you're a good father. And if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will the heavenly father give? The Holy Ghost to them that acts, money to them that acts, peace to them that acts, joy to them that acts, a car to them that acts, a job to them that acts, children to them that acts, a house to them that acts, new clothes to them that acts, answers to them that acts. But you don't act when you don't see yourself right. You ever heard somebody and they went through and you talk to them and he says, why you didn't say nothing? I didn't think that you would. I just said I just that's an orphan mentality. You see yourself wrong, you can't receive right. Man, you've been going through for three months, you didn't say nothing. I just figured you wouldn't, I didn't think you would. And we do God the same way. Why you didn't petition God? I just figured I've been messing up. I figured God was mad with me. God ain't going to give me nothing. If God was mad with you, you'd be dead. because you get up every day breathing don't you? you breathing now <laughs> what if every now and again he just got mad at you and, and just put on pause you, <gasps> quit playing God <laughs> 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 and even if you ain't, ain't gonna do it man. Say, he says the sun shines on the just and the unjust <laughs> Got unsaved folk praying to God and believing more than us. God's gonna do it. God gonna do. It. I didn't know you would say, it. "I ain't say." It. I just know God's gonna do it. Look, look. Last scripture. I got to go. Are y'all getting this? The more you know who you are, the more you start running from chaos. The more you partner with God. God is looking for us to partner with Him, Pastor Kelly. Not to always we need Him to do something. You say, you see this, area, this area in your neighborhood that's all jacked up, partner with me to change it. Yeah. The boy, you know who you are. Am I got a dog in here? <laughs> I'm <barking. Okay>. um, <laughs> Maybe it's out in the window, maybe it's outside. No, I'm not trying to be funny. I just I heard. OK. The more you know who you are, you're not taken off course when men don't affirm you. Because really you just need the attention and approval of daddy God. Because the truth of the matter, and this is what I've seen, this is why it's causing more issues. Because you have insecure people and people that deal with this orphan mentality trying to help those that got the same thing. So really, I need your insecurity to boost mine. So it's, it, it, the cycle remains. So I surround myself with people, although I'm insecure, they worse than me. And I keep them coming to me to feed my insecurity, to make me feel better. You, you notice certain people only have certain class of people around them. Anybody around you that's hiding you or same level with you? Everybody around you down here? Down, no. Just building a whole another slave tree. Yeah. Only difference is not, you get to pick your master. <laughs> oh, we got to deal with this. And I, I've looked down, I've seen just the cycle of this. You have people who... We're, we're born out You're like the child that's not supposed to exist. You, you came in with an orphan spirit. You didn't ask for it. Because your daddy ain't supposed to be your daddy. Ain't nobody supposed to know that's your daddy. No, no, I'm not, no, no. We got to deal with this. And you don't deal with it with shouting and throwing oil. You got to see that God is your father and that was never his intent for you. And all the things got jacked up and messed up. You can get back to Eden, back to his intent, back to restoration and, 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 and reconciliation. You can fix it with your dad and with your mom. You can do these things. But society says this. No, don't leave them alone. If they cross you, skip them, scratch them out of your life. They don't exist. That's the devil talking. Yeah, we throw everybody away. Yeah, it's going to take some time to heal and take some time to go talk to this dude you ain't seen in 30 years it's going to take some time but listen to nobody who doesn't speak according to the word and say just leave him where he at right. what if he's sitting where he's at want to get to you where you at yeah. and you where you at want to get to where he's at but nobody knows how and you get a demon friend and so says, just, just skip all that. that's, that's old anyway mm. that's a demon friend yeah. anybody that don't push reconciliation and restoration what you, what, you, what you doing in my life? You, you, you telling me to cut everybody off? Every year I got to cut everybody off. I cut everybody off every year. I'm cut everybody off. That's why you never grow. You, you, see, you see people in my mom's in, um, 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 years, they, they have good friends. We've been friends for 35 years. It's my good friend. We've been friends for 45 years. You come to our age, it's my best friend. We've got to know her three weeks. <laughs> She's singing on a praise scene. Yeah, Until y'all fall out. And you build with somebody else. So you got 14 best friends in one calendar year. 14 covenant relationships in three months. Oh yeah. And the nigga sit by my mom and their friends, sometimes they don't see each other for months. Yeah. Right. Months, I ain't seen But there go my sister, that's go my friend. Hey! we're covenant and if somebody die we there somebody sick we there but I ain't got to talk to you every day and that you got to watch those you got to talk to every day and be all up on you every day you're the ones you got to watch the ones that ain't got your back behind your back got to watch them got to watch them and love them because God can reconcile and restore anything we're going to talk about it. We're going to show you reconciliation. In the body, we're going to show you in the natural. You can do it. I've seen fathers come, be restored to sons 35 years later. I've seen, I have seen. ain't talking about no movie stuff. I ain't talking about three scenes. I'm talking about real life stuff. Well, the first mean was, beep, beep, you beep, 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 beep. And the last mean three years later was, and embrace, and here's your grandchildren, and that's God's stuff, yeah. and anybody who speaks against that, who's your daddy? You still serving the devil? You don't want reconciliation? Look, 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 look. Ooh. In the kingdom, write this down, and I'll, I'll sit down. You're defined by how God sees you. You're defined by knowing how He sees you. Identify this in my life. We identify this in our life, London and I. Because I always thought, well, I had both parents at home. That means it don't mean you don't deal with this orphan mentality. It don't mean you better than the person who just had their mom there or the person that their aunt raised them. That don't mean nothing. You can have both parents and they both be alcoholics. Now what? Dysfunction is dysfunction. You can tally it all you want. It's still dysfunction. But once we, why, why did we get saved if we didn't feel like we can move beyond dysfunction? Why did we get saved with all of these tools and still have dysfunction. Yeah. We don't have to have it. But you can't expect what's not been taught. So now we got to teach it. We got to talk about it. We got to not be so religious in our approach to it. Yeah. We got to be honest and say, yep, I'm hurting. I know it's 30 years ago, but I'm still hurting. This is what happened to me. This is what was said to me. This is what wasn't said to me. And I know I've been shouting and singing and and walking in my gifts even, but that's still there because every time I see my dad or every time I see you with your dad, something rise up on the inside of me because I haven't dealt with this yet. You got to deal with it. Y'all quiet. So we've been talking. We've been going through some things and identifying some things in our own life that we gotta address, deal with, confront. Because I'm not going another season with it. It, tell you, neighbor, say it stops right right here. I don't care how difficult your heart was affected, how hard it was affected. The balm in Gilead, the healing anointing of God is forever present. And God can heal us to the point where you forgot you was ever hurt. Do y'all believe that? Yes. Now later for those who don't believe that, you say, I don't believe that. I'm I'm going to my grave mad with him. Sister, brother, that's a that's that's a rough life to live. Because it takes it takes it takes effort to hold some against somebody. You ever went and saw somebody you were supposed to be mad with and forgotten, and you started laughing, off, I'm going to be mad with you. Mad with you. <laughs> you went and started laughing and about the hug, you oh, I forgot, I'm going to be mad with you. Because <laughs> it takes effort, a conscious effort to say, you know what, I'm mad with you, and I'm going to stay mad with you, so I ain't mad with you no more. And we all have been hurt. We all have hurt people. I've hurt many people. And, and there's no hurt like hurting those you love or that are close. And there's no hurt like being hurt by those that are close. We've all experienced that. So why can't we get to the word now and say, hey, here's what the word says about this so I can go on in victory. All those hands that went up when I first started this, that's alarming people of God. That's a societal issue. why we have the streets the way they are because of those hands that went up because because the things that was intended for fathers to steal has been missing and mama is grace to only do so much I saw a card last year to mothers for father's day yeah mom you you you're grace to do a certain thing but you cannot be father. I, I'm the father. I, you cannot be a father. And so, I don't know how I'm talking to some of you in here, some of you women. You've been, you've been tremendously hurt. And we don't negate that. We don't make little of that. He hurt you. He crossed you. He, he knocked you up three times and saved. it's going to stay all three times. But you got to trust God regarding them children and that man. Because that's their dad. And if he wants to be in their life, but he don't know how, then all y'all come get some counsel on how to make it work. But keeping them from their dad, is going to cause more issues down the line. You're trying to keep them like this and they're going to start resenting you. Because every child wants their father. Even if your father's there, but he works all the time or he can't do this. You want your father. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just... I looked at him and say something to me. And so people come in our church and they have these, these, these father issues and they're evident and we got to deal with that by pushing you back to the heavenly father because you begin to put expectations on men that we can't even meet. Now you're mad all over again with God and, 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 and it ain't even that. It's you've been mad with your real father who wasn't there. Sonship. Sonship is not what the church has made it. Sonship is you knowing who you are in God and seeing yourself how God sees you and having a real relationship with God, the father. And from that flows earthly relationships. You can't skip over God and come to me and I'll be your spiritual this and your spiritual dad and your spiritual pops. And you have no connection with God. You set me up now. You set him up to be something that, with a void in your life that only comes from God. And I can only do so much. Can you imagine having 400 sons or daughters? I'm trying to keep up with Justin and Jamie. I think we got to revisit this. Can you imagine having 400 sons? Somebody going to get, get slighted can't call everybody, can't text everybody, can't eat with everybody. Somebody don't get slighted. But then there are those that, hey, you're my man of God. And and their expectations are not unhealthy because they have a healthy connection with the Father. What we really need, glory to God, is a healing. The bomb in Gilead needs to be rubbed On our hearts, men and women, and receive healing, receive freedom, receive a grace to release those that have crossed you time after time after time. Yeah, daddy wasn't there, and mama wasn't there, and uncle did this, and mama knew, and you're mad with everybody, and you need a healing. Because that's why you can't see God as God, because you're mad with him too. Because you blame him for all the things that happened. And I've listened to the tapes. Why do bad things happen to good people? I listen to all those tapes and I still ain't got the answer because everybody's fishing. But if you can push me back to the Father and i will come in real relationship with him, uh, I mean, a real deal. Well, I know him, he knows me. He can touch and answer things no man can answer. And you blame your mama and she's hurting too. Blame your dad, he's hurting too because we don't go to God we all just keep hurting one another y'all quiet up in here stand up father we thank you he's a good good father yeah lord lift your hands up people of God Pastor, I hear you. I ain't never told nobody, but what you saying today? You was all in my life, all in my family. I look good on the outside, and and my pride keeps me moving, like ain't nothing wrong. The truth of the matter is, I got, I got daddy issues. I got father issues. And I I hear what you're saying today, that that is only addressed by me embracing God as my father. Adam was a son of God. Wasn't just a creation, some God made. He was the son of God. And before he pulled Eve out of Adam, read it. Look at all the time Adam spent with his father. Building them up, giving them foundation. Giving them everything a man needs from his father. God did that. And for you fathers who are standing here and says, I've messed up though. I didn't do the best I could. Adam had the best father he can have and still messed up. You've been beating yourself up too much. And religion says that's good. Beat yourself up. You should beat yourself up. You should feel bad about it. Shame on you. But God says shame off you. Let me embrace you. Let me heal you. Let me get you back on track. Let me pour into you or what's important to you so you can live the life that you want to live and break the cycle. It stops today. It stops right now. I know granddad didn't know dad and dad didn't know me and I, but it stops right here. Because I hate it what I hate I don't tolerate not just brothers it's, it's women here and I'm London and I have entered a very transparent season in our life you're going to hear some things that we share with you that she probably never even knew but I got, I got I got to I got to get it there for the sake of not just your healing but mine too church had too much Lady for those who don't know how to handle you when they see the real you I don't even want you around me come to me brother father son girl mother who is that he says what you said today you was in my family you was in my life I got some daddy issues some father issues I just want to pray with you real quick Today it stops right here. Come out of your seat. Come stand with me. Who is that? Come, brother. Come, sister. Come. Don't be afraid. Come. Come. I don't care how old you are. I know. I know. I know. I know. I wish my dad would say, I'll share something with you, but he's not. Next time I will come. I, I don't care how old you are. I don't care. Just come right here. Yeah. You're trying to live life through this. You you've convinced yourself that it's good. I'm good. I don't need nobody. I've got a job. i got a family now. I'm good. I don't need him. I don't need them. I'm great. And if they never enter your life again, you still need to be healed. Come now. Come. Come. You, you, you're mad with your husband because you're really looking for dad. And what you didn't realize, he didn't have one either. So you're beating each other up. Come now. There's more that need to come. Come. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You're a good, good father. It's all right, brother. See what I've learned about this new day in the body of Christ if you ain't real elder, you're going to lose them. They might want no principle. They don't want you giving them three points in the poem. You got to deal with life. You're sitting here and you serving and you giving and you doing all that and you've been hurting for four years. When are we going to address that? We've been going through our life page by page and identifying what's been causing this what's been causing that why don't we have breakthrough in this so I don't stand before you because I left heaven and came out here to preach to you today I deal with life issues too I hurt, I cry, i pain yeah yeah anybody else before we start praying glory to God there's such an anointing here elders get ready serve the elders whatever they need they need mint or tissue get ready I'm going to release you in one minute come down brother sister come on help me here we are going to do this real quick if you're in your seat I wanted you to stand so those that are coming they feel better about coming if everybody's standing up you can be seated for just a second yeah if you're in your seat pray But if you want to come, it's still time to come. We got you here. We got you. No more blame. No more shame. No more anger. No more rage. No more hate. No more unforgiveness. Yeah. It stops today. It stops today. We're going to pray for you and we're going to pray for your daddy. We're going to pray for your mother. Because God wants us all to win. Are you listening? Elders, join me on this side.